is this the best? I had a guy ask me, it's in the questions for today, how do I rate a great workout? Like, how do I know that I had a great workout? And I think that the problem is the question. How'd you have a great workout? You didn't have a great workout. I asked myself after every set, was that a perfect set? Yeah. Yes, it was. Now on to the next one. What's going on, everybody? This is Dusty Hansh. I am not your host. I'm here with Scott McNally, who's also not your host. So we're doing a hostless episode of It's Just Bodybuilding. It's episode number we don't even know, and Ron's not here, so it doesn't matter. At any rate, we're going to move on with the show. Of course, as always, big thanks to Mutant. I always go backwards. I don't know which way is which for sponsoring the show. And this week, you can absolutely use Ron's code, BigRon20, anywhere in North America. It will work because he's not here. That was generous of you. It was. I'm a giver, but Dusty20 is still better luck. Anyhow. <laughs> so, yes, Ron had a uh, an issue. Couldn't step in today. I'm pretty sure it involved nachos. So, <laughs> just Scott and I, but the show must go on. And here we go. So, we're doing some... Scott's got some questions. I've got some questions. And we'll see what else we got. So, what do you got, Scott? I have one technical request. Try bringing your mic in just a little bit. I want to see if we get a little... <laughs> Tap, tap, tap on that. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be better. It'll be richer. We like the, the listeners. They like a rich, full, round, dusty. That's what well, they I'm round. That's what sure. they like. You wanted to you wanted to just jump straight into some stuff? Because I know I had like a couple topics. Topics, from, do whatever you want, man. They were questions from the last episode. And I was like, these are dusty related questions. And, oh, I had one other thing, too. We have a video. So remember last week we looked at Braden's gym. Yes. One of our listeners sent me a video. He was like, you guys got to see my gym. So I thought we could do like a little gym review. We've got. I love it. So let me ask you, what would you prefer to start with? A DC training question or a gym review? I want to see the gym. I'm selfish. I already know the DC shit. All right. All right. You know it. I know it kind of. share they, it with them. Exactly. But- you know, they say to take care of yourself first. It's like, you know, when the mask comes out on the airplane, I got to put my own mask on before I can help others. Yeah, I haven't seen this yet. And I have to double check to see what his name was. I believe it was uh, Michael. But I haven't watched this yet. This is his home gym, though. Is that in a, what is this, a basement or garage? Whatever it is, fucking awesome. It's like a, a legit commercial gym is what it is. Slow him down. He's walking too fast. Yeah, yeah. Let me roll this back a little bit. So that's a nice... I'm going to... You know what, too? I can... Hold on a second. Oh, I fucked like, it up. I fucked oh, it up. I was going to say, I was leaning in. I was getting excited, and then okay. you zoomed in. Let me try this again. Head. I'm going to make us smaller. Boom. There. Now yeah. we can really see what's going on. So... Oops. He has outfitted this... There we go. ...in the last two years based on the equipment... Why do you say that? Like, just the age of it? Well, I mean, it's fucking immaculate. That Westside Barbell freaking reverse hyper is. Is that down here to the left? Kind of? Yeah, right where yeah. your head is. Yeah. Those Beautiful. are nice. This All this equipment matches, arsenal. too. I'm just realizing He's Arsenal, that. everything. I mean, I just said Westside, but look at the arsenal. What is that leg? Is that a, a hamstring curl right in the middle of the screen? Right there that I'm pointing out that you can't see. Yeah. Uh, I can't. 
Yeah, I think it is. So I think it go is a little too. further. Let it go right. a little further. Get closer. Yep. It is. What is it? Oh, okay, that's a hammer. Nice, nice uh, Smith there. Arsenal glue. Arsenal. I love that. That on the left there. Um, yeah. They actually got that after I left uh, Arizona, and that's a, a very, very popular piece. I did some uh, RDLs on that. Yes. Um, do some. You can do some Bulgarian splits on that. I mean, it's a it's a great great piece. I just got to mess around with one of those for the first time a couple of weeks ago. My buddy Bill Toko just opened a gym up here. It's a private training studio, but it it's got like literally every piece Arsenal makes. So I love the way that stop. What would you call it? Like the the stop that determines how low the bar will go. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about? Like those things are that. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Plus, it's nice that it, it will also move horizontally. Yes. So you can move with the company body. You know what I mean? I like that. Yeah. It's a nice leg press. Nice hack. Look at this. You got some Strive up in there. Ooh. I like Strive equipment. Doctor. Oh, Strive's phenomenal. He's got a little bit of everything here. Both He's of the Strives are my two favorite pieces. He spent a billion dollars on this. Yeah. <laughs> he did. He did. He's got a stair mill, too. He literally has every type of cardio equipment you could possibly want. The let me see, go over to the dumbbell, sir. Okay. Look yeah. over in the corner, he's got that cross. Oh, that's a picture of me. Just kidding. <laughs> he's only keeping good body is there, apparently. <clears throat> Let's see. Yeah. I mean, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. I'm very curious. We we're gonna need him to answer us on this. Is where is this located? Because the way he's done it. It looks like it could be a separate building they built just for a it, gym. Yeah, it does. Like a pole barn or something like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, I mean, because it's too big to be a garage unless yeah. it's a custom garage. too deep and wide. Like, you know. I like it. I like, I like it. At. I feel like that was a, an invite to train, and I hope he lives oh. within seven miles of my house. Yeah. <laughs> if he does, that you can make it work. Very convenient. I'm willing to pay up to $11 a month membership. This is Michael Devereaux, by the way. And after he sent that, he moments later sent a second email that said, um, the only thing that's missing is my new uh, Cybex shoulder press that gets delivered in about an hour. He said that 17 minutes ago. So by the time we're done recording this, he's going to have a Cybex. I want to respond too. before the end of the episode and be like, did you get that yet? Yeah. We need to tell our listeners. <laughs> well, we'll keep them posted. Complete. We'll keep them posted. That's pretty cool, man. Very cool. I think we had a question too about um, how to maintain high intensity when training from home. Like, you know, how how do you do progressive overload stuff like that? So I'll find that one. But like I said, we did have this one question, um, DC training question. This has got Dusty's name all over it from Kevin Twenty One. He says, "I've been running the three day DC upper lower split." For the last eight weeks, Dante recommends only doing a press variation for uh, the one shoulder movement. Can I substitute one press movement on the rotation for a lateral raise variation, or should I just do two sets of lateral raises on the lower day? I would hate to make an alteration to this otherwise perfect routine. What's Dusty's uh, consent? And he also adds, use code oh, Dusty 20 for 25%. Nice. 
like are we, that. I like are we allowed that. to tell I'm people ag- that? I'm not against using a lie to get a sale. That's fine. <laughs> Perfectly fine. You get 30% um, off, guys. So here's the deal with that. The hard part about DC is, is you want to fuck with it. You just do. Because it's lower volume. We're breaking rules. Where's the shrugs? Where's the lateral raises? Where's the dumbbell kickbacks with a pinky twist? All this shit. Now, I'm not saying that at no point is that a thing. But I will say, when I was using DC in the beginning for years, yeah, I never did a single lateral raise. Okay. I never did a single shrug. Uh, all the way up to... So I competed at the USA's and had, hadn't done ladder raises in years. No kidding. So I think that the, the reason I'm pointing that out is not that this is one of those points, Scott, where it's awesome to not be a genetic freak. Because if Phil Heath said that, I'd be like, well, who gives a shit? You're Phil Heath. Right, right. But when you have, you know, above average but mortal genetics, it's very key to say, wow, okay, so somehow the full delt was developed. I didn't have bad rear delts. Didn't have lacking side delts. So you're good to go because the pulling you're doing is going to handle the rear delts. The pressing, choose variations of presses that hit your delt differently. Like don't do everything bar in front of your face. You know, get into some dumbbells if you want to. Or I really prefer machines with DC. Okay. Because you don't have to worry about balancing dumbbells. Like rest pause with dumbbells is tricky. You waste so much energy kicking them up or balancing them side to side. It becomes kind of a safety issue. Yeah. Um, the other issue with using laterals uh, is progressing. So think about if you're doing a military press, you can literally add, even in the gym without having your own stuff, two and a half pounds to each side, five pounds total. Yeah. The smallest jump once you get up to the heavier dumbbells is five pounds a piece. Well, that's a 10 pound jump that can be substantial with a dumbbell. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So it can really throw yourself off on a lateral raise with a dumbbell. Think about it. It's like, okay, you're, you're doing the 35s and now you're going to go up to the 40s. Think of the that's percentage of that. Now, when you're doing that with a press, it's a little different. Five pounds from 130 to 135 is reasonable. But again, think about the weight you'd be using for laterals. That jump's not going to be that reasonable. And you're going to hit a point where you can't do it progressively very long. So I don't recommend it. If you are dead set on doing laterals, add two sets, like you said. Okay. You know, it's not what I recommend within the program. But if you're just dead set and you really mentally can't get past not doing laterals, do two sets. And I wouldn't do them progressively either. I would just do them. Is it that, okay, does he want you to use that compound pressing movement because it is compound? Because a compound movement is going to be, you know, you're obviously going to grow the most amount of muscle with. Is that is that the reasoning behind that, do you think? Well, there's that. And, again, if you're trying to use progression, it's very, very hard to do with okay. a lateral rate. You know, okay. so think about this. Let's go with something easier. You're not going to see a single arm rope uh, extension, overhead extension on a cable for DC training. Why? Because try to add five pounds of that. Yeah. It's a ton. Now, what about if you're doing a reverse grip bench? Well, that you can absolutely do. You see what I'm saying? 
that makes you sense. Can absolutely add more and more. So that's the issue. It's really those two things. And then the last one is you're going to start cheating. Where most people fuck up with DC training and all progressive training is, yeah, their training gets sloppier. They either go faster, they lose range of motion. They, you know what I mean? There's just they're not actually getting stronger. They're just getting sloppier so they can beat numbers. Yeah, I think that's the hardest part of progression is is maintaining you know what i've been thinking about lately is that just focusing on keeping your reps consistent like ron calls them robot reps mm -hmm. that in itself takes so much more control from the muscle like what you're getting out of the exercise just by keeping things consistent rep to rep is in itself if you weren't doing that before in itself that is progression you know well, if you go back, which I, I don't think they're even up there anymore, but um, I might have posted some. But uh, back in the day when I had uh, videos with iForce, yeah, when I was doing DC training. My training partner counted the reps for me. So let's say you're doing a uh, an incline bench press, right? You would hear him say four, three, two, one, and at one I would push up. Yeah, and four, three, two, two. So the key was I had to pace with his count. Okay. The whole time, which you can do that in your own head, but it is hard because you're trying to focus on the movement as well. Yeah. Um, so it's a little harder. But if you have the luxury of a partner, that's what I would do. It's so nice because they ignore your hands and just count. It's yeah. your job. So if you find yourself hitting your chest at two, you know, four, three, two, you're going too fast. Right. It's a great way to make sure it's accurate because. That's the one thing I think in DC training, even some of the best guys that were known for it got away from controlling the negatives as much as Dante had wanted. Hmm. And if you think about this is something that he taught me, which which really rang true to my brain was the negative is where you build muscle mass. It just is. Yeah. And the best way to illustrate that is think of like a rower who races like boats, you know. Right. Right. Um, so. Think about it. all they do is essentially train back all day when they're racing, but only time there's resistance is during the positive. Then right. They take the oar out of the water. There's no negative, and then they do another rep. Well, they're rowing, rowing. Think about their backs. Is it impressive? Meh. Not that I can now think, think of. of yeah. Now think of a gymnast who does like the 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 rings. Yeah. Think of the control it takes to not fall off that fucking thing. <laughs> Right. Well, they have to control their body. Now think of their upper bodies. Yeah. We all can think of a gymnast and they're like, damn. They're like peeled. They're, and they're jacked. They've got muscle for days. Yeah. It's the Olympics, so they're all tested also. So that is a very key to me to remembering why negatives are so important. That because makes sense. The, the whole idea when I'm teaching DC training to people is the only reason that you're doing a positive yeah. is so you can do another negative. You know, and now when you think of powerlifting, people who are trying to get explosive power, what are they doing? The they opposite. Just let it go. Don't waste yeah. any energy yeah. on the negative. That's wasted fucking energy. Drop that shit. Yeah. Now pull it back up. It's hard to learn that because it's hard to learn it. It's something that if you don't know it, you have it in your head. Okay, I'm benching, uh, you know, 100 pound dumbbells for 10 reps. And then Dusty comes along and says, whoa, hold on. You have to start controlling those negatives and there's no way in hell, you know, they're going to still be pressing the hundreds. We might be pressing the sixties and then they start feeling embarrassed and then are like, well, I haven't needed to do that. So it takes a long time, I think, to be able to really get with that, you know, but I do think that 
if you aren't controlling the negative and then you put more effort into it, you will pick up fast. You know what I mean? It's not like oh, you're completely starting fast. over, you know? No, it's very fast because I, I had to do it too. And I was stunned uh, at how quickly the strength came back. And next thing you know, within a couple months, you're using the same weight you were using. And I don't want to say sloppy, but I mean, you know, definitely not controlled like that. Yeah. And and there's no two ways about it. You could feel it. I mean, you should be able to feel fibers when you're when you're coming down, you yeah. know, when you're doing your negatives. So but I do think this is where things get tricky. I really push all of my clients to listen to their body. Okay. Because here's the deal. We just had this whole conversation, right? You've watched my leg training video. Very I really control. I don't with back. I never have. Yeah. Yeah, you don't. I, I started to like, I did it for a while and I really found my forearms would give out. My biceps mm. would start to hurt. And I was like, all right, let me speed it up a little. And then I just kind of found my sweet spot. So I really think that that's something that everyone needs to focus on. But don't let your ego decide. Let the mm. results decide. You know, yeah. it's one of those deals where you've got to remember why you're doing things. Because at the end of the day. Yeah, it's cool to be strong and be able to say, oh, I did 500 for 10 or whatever it is. But if you're in this for the look, if you're not a power lifter, it really doesn't matter. I've been beaten by a lot of bodybuilders who can't lift as much as me. Really? Something to think about. Yeah. I've been, be I've been, there's, I can probably yeah. ramble off 20 guys that I personally know that are better bodybuilders than me and have better physiques <laughs> that couldn't train with me. Yeah. So what are you training for should always be your question. You know, it's the same thing you would say when someone's, they want to train every day. It's like, well, do you want to train every day or do you want to get better? Yeah. Yeah, decide. that is so true, man. All right. I've got something else that literally ties right into that. Um, this is from Luke and he actually sent this one two episodes ago and we didn't cover it, but I started digging back through to look for things we hadn't covered. Um, he had said uh, another great one question. If you're training high intensity, low volume, but you train alone most of the time in your fully equipped home gym, what would you do instead of the typical one to two forced reps on top? Rest, pause, drop sets, or would you just train to straight positive failure on your own? Rest, pause is my fallback for any movement that it's safe to do in. Um, but then from there, I think a big thing a lot of people miss is finishing on the negative. So if you're using machines, mm. if you're using Smiths, things like that, think about when you're in the gym and, and you know, I'm going to speak to you on this, Scott, on your last press up of whatever a press is for your shoulder press, incline press, whatever, when you barely squeak it out, do you agree that you could still control one more negative? 100% absolutely no question. Yeah. So why do we leave that negative on the table all the time? Yeah. That's one more. So now imagine adding that to the rest pause. Now you've gotten essentially three more one, per, you know, one part of the movement reps that you were leaving on the table when you just racked. Yeah. So when I trained alone, I used to always use Smith and machines and I would bring it to the top and I would I know, okay, that's my last rep. Get it, get it, get it. Squeeze it out. Then I'd do the four count negative and I'd rack it and then yeah. I'd freaking slide out from under it, grab the bar, pull it up while I was doing my 15 deep breaths. Yeah. Get it back to the top so I could start again and I'd go again. So sure, there was some energy wasted putting it back up. <laughs> sure, but sure. I, but I was comparing 
those numbers to the same thing in a week, two weeks, three weeks. So I was always doing that. When I was training alone. Yeah. So it's still accurate. You know what I'm saying? I like that. Yeah, I do. I, I, you know what I've noticed? I've been telling people lately with their dumbbell presses, I found with controlling the negative in, in actually getting that last negative, I've been telling people to stop counting from the top. Cause you'll see a lot of people that'll have the dumbbells up here and then they go into like that. We have this ride. It used to, I think they took it down. It was at this place called Cedar point in Ohio. It was called the demon drop. And it, would, mm-hmm. it was this little box and it took four people up 10 stories and it was on like a track and then it popped out and then it just free falls 10 That's stories, awesome. man, dude, it was terrifying. You could put a penny on your knee and it would float up in front of your face. Like you're just floating That's there. Awesome. It was crazy, man. Well, sometimes when I see people doing their negatives, especially like on a movement like the squat, I think of the demon drop because it's just like a free fall, you know? And I've been telling people, think about um, starting your rep from the bottom in, instead of the top. Because you'll see a lot of people, they're locked out really hard at the top. And then they go, one, you know, yeah, two. And then they use that momentum from the bottom to get it back up. Instead, I've been saying, you know, if you start from the bottom and then you don't completely lock out, then you're you can get a lot more control out of it. I found it's just been like this little trick that it seems to help people. I don't know. What do you think of that? No, I, I think there's nothing wrong with that. It's 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 finding a cue that works for you, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dante, one thing he pressed on me was, for example, like a rack chin at the bottom, stopping completely. Okay. So every yeah. rep was a full stop, just to make sure you got away from that jerk. Oh yeah, you yeah. Know? It's like I, I always compared it to like uh, pulling back a rubber band and then letting it go. Yeah, You know, you've got a little cheat there, that full pause. And we're not talking about like a two count. It's just come to a complete stop, yeah. then go up. Game changer. Same thing on hacks. You want to see, you want to, you know, if you're getting to that point where you're really, really strong on hacks and you're trying to like, how can I make this harder? But I always do a controlled negative. Do a full one count pause at the bottom of each rep. Ooh. You'll be stunned at how hard the weight gets. Yeah. You'll have to drop a plate off. Oh, yeah. You know, for sure. But it's a good feel, you know, because you you realize it's not your knee, it's your quads. They're burning the hams, the glutes, all the things they're supposed to. Yeah. And if you can if you can overload yourself that way, like you said, it's not your knee. You're not going to injure yourself as likely as if you were to overload yourself by adding that extra, you know, two plates on it or whatever, you know? Well, I think that strength has gone up a ton. Like when I'm seeing... It's not abnormal for me at all to be, you know, scrolling Instagram and see someone repping 315 or more on incline barbell. We're not talking about big ass dudes, just, you know, newer bodybuilders. They weigh 215 pounds and are 5'9". And you're like, fuck, you're strong. So you got to start thinking early if you're going to have a long career of how can I make this weight heavier? And I'm not saying... I am not a proponent of the whole leave reps on the table bullshit and all these new things that are coming out because there's just too much proof in the pudding of guys who left nothing ever on the table. But I do think there's something to be said about saying, okay, but how can I make this weight harder? You know, look back at how Dorian trained, Um, you know, another example, like, Look how Dorian trained and look how his career ended. Um, look how Ronnie trained. Look how his career ended. Look how Jake trained. Look at how his career ended. 
Hmm. You got two guys with some torn up shit, one with nothing. Yeah. And they all trained really fucking hard and they all trained heavy, contrary to what people believe. Yeah. But Jay was even more precise than Dorian. And the big one was that, that Dorian admitted over time was he understood that at two, three weeks out from a show, it wasn't time to be breaking up records. Yeah. Dorian never did that. He never took the foot off the gas ever. That's that's just <laughs> nuts, man. Yeah. All right. Let me see what else I got here. Because I, I thought I had one more DC related question oh and we we always like every episode we get something like this uh can dusty <laughs> just do a weekly rant because they're gold we do guys we get a at least a like a dusty rant and if not we get a ron rant one of you and guys when ron goes off i think it's even funnier because he's canadian <laughs> i didn't even know they got mad like i got some friends that are canadian they get mad. Then I find out later they're dual citizens. I'm like, oh, that's the American side. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you have anything for this one. And then I, I have something else I, I, I'm excited to ask about, like sketchy supplements through the years. Oh, but before we get to that, like just to wrap up the whole DC chat, which this is cool that we got you a little one-on-one -on -one time with Dusty today. We could dig into this stuff. Question uh, for the next episode how would you set up a DC training split for an arm growth focus? I wouldn't. I thought that was going to be the answer. What's up yeah, with that? So here's the thing. Um, first off, the question I would ask someone if they brought that to me was I would say, is the rest of your body pro level? I mean, I mean I'm assuming you're a bodybuilder, okay? Right. And if the answer isn't yes it's not time to start focusing on your arms. Yeah. Now, if you're just a guy who wants to get bigger and wants bigger arms, then don't do DC training. Do plan your workout around having bigger arms. I think that it's one of those things where people get caught in the idea that they want to do DC. Or I have a lot of people reach out to me. They're like, is the only type of training you do d DC training? And I'm like, I have three guys currently doing DC. <laughs> okay. And I have way more than three clients. So... It's 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 got to be right for you. But if you're looking for overall mass, yeah, everywhere on your body, then that's the program for you. If you're at the point in your prep, your career for yourself for whatever reason that you want to pinpoint things, it's not for you. Simple. You can do progressive overload without doing DC. I think that's the thing that people get confused on. Hmm. You can do a push pull legs. Hell, you can do a bro split and do progressive overload. Yeah, sure. There, there's there's this lost. What drives me crazy, I get all the time, what's better, bro split or push-pull legs? And I'm like, both. Like, you, you can intertwine them. It doesn't have to be one or the other, you know? So to answer the question, if you really want big arms, don't do DC training. You know, I think not the a, lagging, I should say. There's a lot of questions related to DC training that are answered, I think. This is just my impression over the years a lot of times questions around dc training the answer is don't do dc training it seems that way <laughs> oh it's very true because everyone because you want to alter it yeah and the only way and i mean i've told the story a million times but that's how i nagged dante into taking me i prom i was poor i was poor as shit yeah and he, he wanted 800 bucks um, was his price to train, which is like and nothing said, for Dante to like teach you. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And back then that was like a billion dollars because I was poor. Yeah. And so I told him, I said, listen, if I alter anything, 
question anything, do anything that's on the plan. You have it in writing now that you can never respond to my emails again and keep my money. And I will understand what happened. And so I literally did to the letter everything he said. And I credit, the only reason that anyone knows who I am in bodybuilding is because Dante showed me how to get big. That's it. Like what? I would have been someone who just, you know, I'd have been okay, but I definitely wouldn't have grown enough to beat my shape. Yeah. Huh. What gave you the faith to believe in that? I'd seen his results. So you just took I'd that, you saw Justin guys had done. Yeah. And, I and said, you just blindly said, hey. Yeah, I just knew because I watched his training and I said to myself, I can train as hard as that guy. Yeah. So if I can bring that every day, and I know I can, I'll get the best possible result. Now, I didn't know if I would ever be as good as Justin because I didn't know what my genetics were or even what hers, his were. But I knew I could train like that, and I knew I'd seen enough people respect Dante and what he said. And I just knew, I was like, if anyone can get me there, it's this guy. Yeah. So it was simple. It was, it was, it, I think that that's the interesting thing when I look at bodybuilders now or other, even other aspects of life is people come to you with a question and an answer yep. and they want to give you their answer and you tell them that they're right. And then you write their training that they just told you. Yeah. And I'm like, well, if you just want to do your own training, go ahead. But why pay me? Yeah. You know, it's it's an interesting thing. Like, I literally, I said, this man knows more than I do. He's proven it. I've never been a freak. He has, and he's created other ones. Hmm. Fuck it. Let's yeah, go. That's a good reason. That's a good reason. Yeah. Simple. <laughs> All right. Results. So we had this question. I don't know if you're going to have anything good. And we maybe have talked about this in different, you know, we've answered this question in different ways in the past. But Andy had asked us a uh, question for the next show. What's the most questionable supplement you bought from G or GNC or vitamin shop back in the good old days? Or we'll say any any supplement store. I <clears throat> so this is interesting, actually. I may have told you this, but I'm going to tell it again. So everyone just go along with my story like it's great. <laughs> Everybody laugh um, at the end of this. Just everyone say, wow, I never knew. Yeah. So. When I started bodybuilding, the guy who was helping me was natural. And he was very much a natural, pro-natural guy, you know. So I decided I wanted to get on the sauce. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go. And he, he, he worked at the supplement store that I eventually bought. And they had this product there that Pinnacle made called Poppers. They were the pro-hormone, like the Androstein. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get on the poppers. I'm going to get on the sauce, but I'm not going to tell him. So I went to GNC to buy them there instead so he wouldn't know that I was juicing. Turns out those were basically Flintstone vitamins, and uh, they were really expensive from GNC. And eventually I told him, yeah. and he was like, yeah, it's not steroids, dipshit. Did it, <clears throat> so. did it look like this? Hold on a second. Did it look like this? Yep. Yeah, I, Dusty, I could have told you that was not steroids instantly. I was going beast mode. I was like, I'm going to go <laughs> fucking nuts. So you saw this bottle in the store, and you and said, I, well, at the time. I mean, it wasn't steroids, but okay. I, I thought, 
he will not approve of these. Yeah. So I'm going to go get him. <laughs> and yeah, that was that. And then. Which you weren't wrong. He didn't approve of them. Yeah, because they <laughs> sucked. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that was that situation. So that would be the most questionable thing. Because everything else I took, once I knew supplements, like I took a lot of great supplements that worked phenomenally. I mean, uh, God, what were they called? Um, what were like the when the pro hormones, like the pro steroids, first came out? Oh, like Superdraw, Super Super Draw. They had uh, M one T. Oh, that, yeah, that was a wicked extreme. shit, dude. I used all of those things too. I was already juicing at that point, but um, I knew they were real because I did a cycle of one with nothing else, and it was like I was on shit. I was like, oh yeah. And then my liver was quivering, the bladder was splattering. I was like, yeah, this is nasty shit. That was way worse. That's probably the hardest drug I've ever used. That's be, the funniest thing. Yeah. I'm curious, any of our viewers on YouTube or listeners that are watching now that used like one of those compounds, one of the, and I'm not just talking about like uh, Andro, but I mean like, yeah, like super draw, any of the real big ones and didn't even know like what they were really getting into. I'd be curious because like Gaspari was selling that stuff, you know, most didn't know. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Most didn't know about that. And that was always, remember he had the halodrol. Oh yeah. Yeah. I always remember that because do you remember, I want to, I wish you could find this ad. Um, but uh, do you remember uh, Marja Prince, Marzia Prince that was their model? I don't know. Okay. I got to pull this up. You're just gonna have to give me two seconds. I'm going to send it to you because trust me, it's worth it. Um, so they did an ad that they used her for that was absolutely amazing. Oops. Let's see if I can pull it up. We can do some post-production editing Images. here too. Okay, so here it is. Yeah. Boom, right. I got it. So I thought that this was the greatest. Text it to um, Yep, I'm doing it right now. Share. Oh, yeah. I'd buy whatever. Hold on a second. I'm going to get this here. Look where it's placed. <laughs> yeah. I got a, I got a screen cap. It. There we go. I'd buy anything she was selling. Anything. The most sought after <laughs> box on the planet. <laughs> That's and amazing. Look at the placement of the box. I was like, this shit's fucking. Like, I remember when that ad came out. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, proud to have a store i had that hanging on the wall of my store <laughs> so yeah i mean tell me that's not great that's the thing kids don't know how how nasty the industry was back in the day like no one blinked that that was their ad yeah like i love man. that that was in gnc too Double i saw gnc written on there like that oh yeah it was in gnc that was in a fucking magazine totally legit yeah the, the people don't realize i'm sure you were around for it like You'd go to the Arnold and like half the booths would have girls with just like paint, you know, like body paint, no clothes on. They pretty much like, that still was a normal thing for like after a while. They finally. Oh, but they kiboshed it hard after a while because did they? it was it's one of those things. It's like a lot of you guys don't know this because you've never done a photo shoot with like multiple women. But you get multiple hookers together on one photo <laughs> shoot. They start trying to out slut each other. <laughs> and it's quite amazing to watch. Yeah, yeah. You're like, you know, they're like, oh, I'm going to do this. And then the other girl's like, oh, I'm going to do this. 
And yeah, it's quite funny. So that was happening with owners of companies. They're like, oh, let's oh. see if put a golf ball on her ass. And she's like, sure. And finally, the, uh, you know, the powers that be at these things were like, yeah, you, you can't. This is a family so it's thing. definitely toned down now. Hey, like, listen, uh, do me a favor. sad. Families need to know how perverted the world is. <laughs> Hang up and call me back after you I just texted turned my me. phone off. Okay, I think, yeah, there we go. After Dusty texts me, then we everything goes to hell. We'll be right back, guys. I should have known better. After you texted me, things go to hell. It does that. Yeah, I, mean, I yeah. do things you told me. So, wanna... here's the thing. I don't, I don't remember any of the golf ball stuff. I was not a part of that. No, it wasn't that, but it was. It happened. Like actually, the reason I said the golf ball thing is that was actually an MD photo shoot. There were like girls in bikinis at a mini golf thing, and then one girl was like leaning over the like, bent like, on her hands and knees with a golf ball on her ass. That was like. <laughs> Your dad must be so proud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dad, I'm in a magazine. So I was too ass. I was too young to have thankfully I didn't buy any either at the time. I didn't know what was going on with it, but I do remember being at GNC and seeing this supplement that would raise your growth hormone. It was a liquid, came in a bottle, and it was called like blue something or another. And liquid blue or I can't remember but it was GHB and it was literally being sold in the mall at GNC. I was probably like 14 or something like that. Our stores got broken into um, for that. Multiple oh, no times. kidding. It was, it was before I was there, Yeah, but I heard about the refurbent or whatever it was called. Something like that it was before I was around, but that was, uh, that was a big one. Yeah. When you could buy that shit. Yeah. And to think I used to sell that in high school. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh statute of limitations is up on that. Yeah, we're good. So that's the thing. So I didn't realize what it was and I had a hard time sleeping like I always have. Yeah. And so I found out about GHB. So I started making it. And then some of my friends were like, dude, that stuff makes you feel super drunk. Yeah. And they were like, give me some. So then I was like, <laughs> well, it cost me this much to make it. You know those little like bottles they have with a little sport cap at the top? Do you remember like the sport bottles? And they had like a clear cap you put over the part that suctioned oh, out. Yeah, yeah. Like a regular water bottle. Yeah. So I used to go to parties with that and just sell the cap full for five bucks. Holy shit. It made a killing. Anyways, huh. can't talk about this. So everybody pretend that didn't happen. It's statute yeah, limitations. Yeah, a lot of money. It's we over. Were, yeah, that was fucking like a million years ago. Yeah. And if everybody yeah. asks, it wasn't me. <clears throat> I have a little shaggy syndrome. wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Times. I, I did have some other questions. I don't know if we wanted to do anything else. I don't know if you had anything. Absolutely. Just you, keep rolling with questions. Okay. Okay. I know you had some other stuff too, right? Yeah. I don't know what I have, but I have stuff. You got some I stuff? I just asked for questions. I don't have any more box questions, which was pretty cool. <laughs> All right. I've got another one here then. Uh, question for the next show. Lower back pumps. They're ruining my life. Cruising on test uh, 100. Wait. Cruising on 150 tests U per week and no D-ball or other anabolics that would cause these pumps. How do I get rid of them? 
Taurine hasn't helped. Um, it seems it has come with weight gain for me. Currently 242 at six foot tall in the heaviest I've ever been in my life. I was 165 my whole adult life until 35 when I started working out. Currently 40 years old. Started getting bad um, when he when I was cresting 230 pounds. So it says he they went away for a summer cut. Um, but now the answer's in the question. What's You're too deal? fat. Yeah, that's nine times out of ten. That's what that is. Um, <clears throat> and I know because I've done it. Yeah. If you're carrying too much weight, too much just garbage weight, I find that that happens a lot. Because I, you know, I mean, obviously, anytime you go above a certain weight. So, for example, he said over 230 is when he started to notice it. There is some discomfort. But if there's ever a point where your lower back pumps are ruining your workouts, to me, your weight is causing more damage than good because the training and the eating are the two most important things. So he already handled the fact he's not on a bunch of D-ball things that are causing water retention. But he also answered his own question by saying, when I leaned down, it went away. Yeah. So because I'm going to I'm going to guesstimate based on the numbers and the timeline that when he <clears throat> leaned down to 225, he wasn't shredded. Hmm. You know, yeah. so I could be wrong, but my guess is he wasn't peeled then. So be lighter. I think a lot of people should really consider. And I've got clients who have done, I have clients that are, that are heavy as fuck because they can hold it well and they're fine and they're young. I have other clients that <clears throat> their performance is better in the gym if we just go slower as far as letting the scale go up yeah, and we make the priority ability to eat food and get it down easily and train your ass off. Huh. Yeah. So if, if you do those two things better, lighter, that's what you should do for sure. What do you think? I would agree a hundred percent. I wonder, I wonder what his fluid intake is like. I wonder mm-hmm. if he could increase that fluid and, and flush some minerals out, but you know, maybe cleaning the diet up a little bit. I think sometimes Mm -hmm. when we're off season, we start getting a little sloppy with it. If you start adding in some junk food and the sodium's higher, you know, and you're already holding some fat, then I think you're going to start holding some more water with that too. And if you just clean the diet up, you might not even need to reduce the calories. Just clean the diet up. You might start losing some fat, get rid of the water, look better, feel Mm -hmm. better, you know? For sure. Sure. I think that's a big thing in the off season that you you touched on is key is you're following a diet that's an excess of calories, right? If you yeah. follow it perfectly and then you let yourself drift too much on cheat meals. So what was a slight increase in, you know, a slight uh, overload of calories is now a drastic overload of calories and now you're getting fat. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. <clears throat> how's, uh, how's Tommy Styles doing? He's good. He's staying. Uh, I'm not. I'm not doing his off season. He's doing his own thing. Okay. Um, but he is. He looks great. Very lean. Um, he's changed some of the way he's doing his training. So I'll be curious to see how the progression goes. This is where it gets tough for people. Is you can't just compare apples to apples as your career goes on. So when you go and change your training, let's say he doesn't see as drastic of a change mm-hmm. you can't say it's not better because he's further along yeah. every pound is harder to get yeah you know um so but looking at his physique he looks phenomenal I mean, he's in very good shape and growing 
Nice. Um, you know, this is back to that whole thing of like individual to individual. You know, yeah. if I was prepping him, I'd, he'd be heavier for sure. Okay. Um, but you got to find that thing that works for you where your body feels good, where you feel good moving. And he likes, he, he really prefers to make things harder. Yeah. Yeah. He does. It, I can know, see that in him for sure. Which is, which isn't a bad thing if, if it, if you actually function better that way. Okay. Like he doesn't want his food to taste phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. I think that that helps him stay in that locked in mind space. Whereas I'm the literal opposite. Yeah. I was like the anti-bodybuilder. I'm like, how do I make this shit taste good? Because yeah. I don't eat fucking cardboard. And that worked for me, you know, yeah. person to person. But yeah, he's cranking away. And I think the biggest factor is the intensity. That's hmm. the, you know, you and I have talked about that a million times. Like, it's how you train the answer is intensely. Yeah. If you're doing that, I don't care what that means. Yeah. As far as reps, sets, whatever. If you're training intensely and making sure to leave the gym when you should based on that level of intensity, you're going to grow. It's not bro or DC or Dusty's way or Tommy's way or, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that, so, you know, because I've known Tommy a long time and he was always an intense trainer and he was always just an intense person, like really good at focus and stuff. But Mm -hmm. I think you guys getting to know each other and him working with you, he took that to another level. Like, you know, I, I mean, I, he moved out there and then I hadn't seen him for a little while. And then I see him lifting heavier and heavier and heavier. Mm-hmm. And I, I think to me, that's a, it's a nice, it's a nice reminder that, and, and I'm not saying like what he's doing is easy, but that anybody can, anybody, I don't want to say anybody can do it, but I think a lot of times we think to ourselves like, Oh, well that's what dusty does. Uh, but I, I'm not strong like Dusty. And mm. I can tell you that Tommy wasn't strong like Dusty at one time. And I don't think he, I don't know if he believed that he could have been at one time either. And I'm not saying he matches you pound for pound. I, I don't, I don't know. To no, compare it's progressing. You, guys, no, I know it's- you know? Yeah. But it, it's definitely something that you, I think, introduced him to some new ideas or not even ideas. You introduced, I saw him, I saw you introduced to him the belief that he could. Right. Well, I think that's the the thing. So here's what's tricky, Scott, about that. And I love you brought it up because something I've been toying with saying online for a while. Everyone thinks they deserve whatever, whether it's success, money, muscle, whatever. I'm good enough. I can. I should be able to. I deserve it. And my answer is you probably don't. And that throws people off because my follow-up answer is your body can do it, but you don't fucking follow through. You don't Mm -hmm. train that way every day. You don't eat your food every day. You don't get your sleep every day. In order to have those big things that you deserve, the word deserve means you fucking earned it. Hmm. Tommy earned it. You know what I'm saying? Because... When, you know, he's told the story before, like when he would first send me videos, every time he'd send them, I'm like, nope. Oh, yeah. You have more. I probably told him you have more on videos 10, 15, 20 times. He probably fucking hated me. (laughs) But I can tell you that by the time he got to Arizona, I didn't have to teach him how to train. He knew how. He was one of those people that, you know, he said, okay, there's more. And he understood that wasn't shit talking. That was, you don't realize what's in you. 
Yeah. And I think most people don't. So that's why when I say you probably don't deserve it, I don't mean you're not capable. I mean, you didn't bring it out of yourself. I think that every person, literally every person on the planet has some talent that's extreme. But the reason we only know so many talents is so many, only so many people have the balls to do what it takes to bring them to life. Yeah. You know, it's to do the reps every single day. It's to, you know, when I say reps, I don't mean bodybuilding. I mean, in anything you do, most people don't. They lack the discipline. And sadly, being the old guy now, that discipline is getting less and less and less. I get emails every week, you know, from, from great clients. I had a great week, but this happened, so I couldn't do my cardio. I'm like, oh, I would have done it anyways. Yeah. Like, there was never a thing that would have made me not. Oh, the gym's closed. Cool, I can walk outside. Yeah. If it's not as hard, fine, I'll walk further. Yeah. Like, there was nothing that was going to stop me from doing what had to be done. And I think if people adopt that, they'll be shocked hmm. because we – we spend a lot of time looking at people that are um, on the extreme side and thinking they're so special. And what makes them special is their ability to work. Even if they have genetic raw talent, Kobe Bryant is Kobe Bryant because he was the hardest working motherfucker there was. Yeah. He was great for sure. And he'd have been a pro either way, but he wouldn't have been Kobe Bryant and the world wouldn't have fucking stopped when he died. Like The, the willingness to do it, yeah, it no matter what and that and he got off on it not only am i genetically better than you i also work harder than you yeah there's nothing you can do i will beat you the end if people adopt that their whole life will change and it, it drives me crazy because there's people in my life that are friends and things like that who are at a low point in life and i'm like motherfucker you can stop this whenever you want hmm. you know and same thing with bodybuilding it's like if you really want to be great, then ask yourself, when's the last time you missed a meal? When's the last time you went off of your diet? If you can answer that question quickly, you don't fucking want it. Because hmm. when I was bodybuilding to, to try to be my best, and if you said, when's the last time you missed a meal? I go, I fucking have no idea. <laughs> Forever ago. I don't miss meals. I don't miss training. I don't miss anything. You yeah. know what I mean? So it really comes down to, do you actually follow through on this shit? And then the other thing, which isn't a bad thing, is do you really want it? Hmm. It's okay if you don't. Like, that's the other thing. It's not Mr. Hardcore, but stop acting like you deserve it if yeah. you're not putting in that work. I hate that shit. I have a few clients that deserve it, hmm. that deserve it every fucking day. And they send their pictures, and I'm like, and they write, oh, perfect week. I'm like, I know. I see. You don't ever have to tell me. You know what I mean? If you have somebody who does... Like this is, I guess, a coaching question. Curious on on how you handle things. If somebody emails you and that's what they say, they're like, "Hey, everything was perfect except for I missed my cardio." Do you go into that and do you do you tell them? Yes, you do. I say okay. why? Because that's my job, and I'm not your dad. I'm not yelling at you. Yeah, but it's important that you at least understand that what happened. You know, like. Was it impossible to do? I'm not saying you're a dumb asshole. Just you got to ask yourself because I think here's the big thing. For some reason, people think that like when Jay Cutler was winning the Olympia or chasing Ronnie, that his life just was perfect. And he never got a fucking flat tire on the way to the gym <laughs> and he never got sick and he never his dog never died. And like 
Shit fucking happens. You think he doesn't have a neighbor who had a birthday party? Yeah. You think his wife liked that they didn't go out for years because he was busy? Like, see, if you really want something, you've got to put away the excuses because they all had shit too. Hmm. I, I warned clients. Like, I, I used to get nervous if I had a prep where nothing bad happened. I was like... You're waiting for it then, right? Like, fuck. Like, when's the thing? When am I going to abscess tooth or pull a ham or whatever it's going to be? You know, and I, I just... I think that that's the big thing is we allow the excuse. I had a guy tell me he was moving. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, I got my food ready. and I was moving. But the 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 guys dropped it when it was in the refrigerator when they were moving my stuff. I'm like, ah, they were moving the refrigerator, the food in it? That doesn't even make sense. You're just lying to me. Yeah. They don't do that. I've moved a lot. You know what I mean? Like, so the, the excuses are built in. And I think it's important to just ask yourself regularly, like, Check yourself. Hmm. Is this the best? I had a guy ask me, it's in the questions for today. How do I rate a great workout? Like, how do I know that I had a great workout? And I think that the problem is the question. How'd you have a great workout? You didn't have a great workout. I asked myself after every set, was that Hmm. a perfect set? Yeah. Yes, it was. Now on to the next one. When I finished the workout, I'll know if it was good because all the sets were perfect. Yeah. That's a good way of looking at it. It's not a shell because if I could say I left reps on the table on one set, then it wasn't a perfect workout. It was fine. You know, but I think if you, if you really sharpen the goal, when you miss, you don't miss by as much. You know, it's like when, when you're, um, say you're, you're, when you're shooting a gun, right? You don't shoot at the target. You shoot at a very specific place on the target. Right. So if you miss, it's still right there. Yeah. But if you say, I'm going to shoot at that four by four at the end of this this thing. Well, right. If you miss, you're going to miss by two feet. Yeah. You're like, I'm. this is a headshot. I'm shooting for his fucking nose. Right, right. You see what I'm saying? But if you miss, you took out his eye. He's still dead. Good job. You know, and one thing I want to add too, though, because I... I feel like we probably have, well, we have a wide variety of listeners. In fact, I did a poll the other day and asking like, you know, do what, how many people compete that listen to our shows? How many people are non-competitors? Anyway, like the the vast majority, 50% are basically gym rats that are in love with training and bodybuilding, might even run some gear, but aren't interested in competing. So I, I know that we have people at all levels. I found that interesting. That's just kind of a side note. But I, I do want to say, like, when you're saying that those people had struggled, like Jay Cutler got a flat tire, you know, we all have mm-hmm. those struggles that I think for myself, and I have a feeling it's probably the same for you, that there were times that I had made mistakes. And if you use those as lessons, like, I won't make those that same mistake again. You know, like, if you... If you ever go on vacation and you don't have your food planned out and know exactly what you're going to do, I can guarantee you it's going to be chaos and shit's going to fall apart really quick. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I think that I just don't want anybody who is listening to this to disqualify themselves and be like, well, you know what? I, I make these because I think it's easy to, to fall off once you do make a mistake and be like, well, that's a different person. I'm not that I'm not dusty. I think the problem is, is ownership though. <clears throat> so the key is this. It's not that you don't make mistakes. So 
I would say 80% of my clients don't compete and aren't even bodybuilders. I train primarily people who just want to get in better shape. That's yeah. my clients. Um, so I work through a lot of this with them. And that's why it's not the key is that we get out the other side. Yeah. So for example, there you, go. Yeah. you know, I, I want them to say, I don't want them to say, here, here's what I don't like. And if you, and you're probably guilty of this, some of you listeners think about this, you'll say, oh yeah, I, you know, well, the problem was I was out and then my wife, you know, we stayed out longer than we wanted. So I missed the meal. Yep. Okay. So that was the reason. Well, that wasn't the reason. The reason was you didn't bring enough food. Yeah. That's the reason. So I used to leave the house and my wife at the time would say, all right, we're going to go. I'd go, how long are we going to be gone? And she'd say, ah, oh, it's like 10 o'clock. So we'd be back at one. And I'm like, all right, I just ate. So I need one meal. Cool. Bring two. Yeah. Just in case. But there was probably a time you didn't, right? Like you yeah, had to learn that lesson, you, right? You learn that. <laughs> but I think the problem is you only learn that if your answer is the mm. reason I missed that meal is I didn't bring enough. Because what everyone's answer is the reason I missed that I missed that meal is because we didn't get home in time. She didn't get us home in time. Ah, yeah. Shit happens. Like yeah. when you leave the house, it's you should be thinking to yourself, you know, and, and yes, other things will happen. You'll go down the road. And you should be back in plenty of time. And you had a car accident. Okay, fuck. Yes, that's an issue. But now you say to yourself, okay, the car accident's done. I'm not hurt. I'm back home, but it's been five hours. What do I do? Well, now you say, I got three meals left to eat now. It was only supposed to be two. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to cut this first one in half and add it to the other two. I'm still going to eat all my food. It's just splitting it into two more meals. You see what I'm saying? Instead of three. Yeah. Find a way to not just throw it away is all I'm saying. Cause there are some things that are just out of your control. Yeah. And there's no way you could be prepared because you were just running to fucking 7 Eleven real quick. You had no idea that there was going to be a car accident or a bank robbery or whatever the fuck it is. But it's like, okay, now how do I not just call that a loss? Yeah. You know, and for my clients, I tell them like, we email every five days, but you can email me every day. So yeah. if that happens, you send me an email. Hey, here's the situation. How do I not lose this meal? And I think the other thing that's nice, and you know this, Scott, is when you beat a situation like that, it feels like a win. It sure does. You're like, fuck, because old me would have just missed that meal. Or old me, since I was at 7-Eleven when a bank got robbed, would have just grabbed a hot dog because <laughs> I needed to eat. <laughs> right. You know, and I think that that's an important thing for everyday people is, I'm not suggesting you be like Jay Cutler and eat dry chicken and do all that shit. But if you're serious about your goals, you need to take your goals as seriously as he did his and understanding, you know, like I said, I have clients, we cheat a couple times a week, every week, because the reaching the goal is not the most, the only important thing they want to live. Right. So I'm like, okay, it's going to take us longer. I just want to make sure you know that. And then we say, okay, but for those cheats, can we not go off the fucking Richter? Right. One of them will be this, one will be that. You see what I'm saying? So it's not all or nothing, but the key is is holding yourself accountable because that's where people fall off. Well, we have two cheats. Well, I'm going to make this one here. Ah, you know what? I'm going to have a cookie also. It's like, whoa, now you're breaking your rule. You set these. You know, yeah. I just think it's important that people take a second. I used to tell um, clients when I was younger, if you're ever going to have something off of your plan, 
that isn't planned. And, you know, like I said, a lot of them have cheat meals that they slipped in. I want you to look at the cookie you're about to eat and say, I'm choosing to go against what I said I wanted to do huh. before I eat this. You can still eat it. You're a fucking grown adult. But at least don't just rush through it. Ask yourself, do I, is it really that good? If it is, fuck it, eat the cookie. I love cookies. Right. But I think eventually if you want to succeed, you'll realize a cookie ain't that good. Yeah. And, and there's always cookies. And on Thursday, you can have that cookie with no badness because that's your treat meal. You say, God, I want this chocolate chip cookie. In two days, I'm going to remember to pick one of these up Yeah, to have with Thursday. And then I don't have to say shit to Dusty because that was the plan. You know, that's the discipline. That's the same reason I prefer clients when they have cheat meals, that they have a day that they plan for it. I don't want you to just be like, oh, I'm having a, you know, an itch for McDonald's right now. Right. Because that's how it becomes a thing that you do one or two extra times a week. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, just those things. I, I think the more accountable we can get, the better. Um, it's something I put into every aspect of my life. If you screw me over in a business deal, my first question is, how did I let that happen? Huh. How did I associate with someone who would do that? What mistake did I make? Because if I can somehow own it, yeah. there's a little bit of control. I don't ever like the victim thing. Oh, he did me dirty. Well, he did. But what was I doing? Because, you know, I vet Scott pretty good before I got on this program with him. And I'm hoping he did the same. Like, you you know, because we know the industry. You know people. Yeah. Is Dusty an asshole? Is he a scumbag? Is he going to fuck me over? No, he's pretty cool. All right, let's do this. That's what I do with everything. And I think that that allows you to be successful even when it goes wrong. Because you can say, okay, what would I do different in the future to make sure this doesn't happen again? Yeah. You know, I we, like that. We tend man. to just take the blame. Yeah. We, someone else. I like that. I, I don't know if I do that. If, if something goes wrong, I don't know if I, I it's something I'll, I have to look at in my own life. So that's something I can, I'm sure I do to some extent, but it's something I haven't actually like stepped back and thought about. So I think people with kids would understand hmm. because when they do something bad, you go, and, and don't mm. wrong. Sometimes kids are just assholes. Right. But you have to ask yourself, why would they think that would work? What in my parenting made that happen? And like I said, sometimes it's just your kids being an asshole. But you have to at least find, ask yourself, is there something I could have done different? Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Hey, listen, I got a, a question. It's completely different than any of this stuff. But it's something that I don't know how much I can really answer it. I think you can, though. Um and it was, uh, what are the main differences between North American and European gym culture? Because you've been to a lot of a lot of gyms around the world, that, a lot more than I have. Tricky. Um, here's the hard thing. Across the board, you've got some similarities. You know what I mean? As far as um, just people that are a little clueless as far as what they're doing in the gym, whatnot. Um, but I would say... For me, the European gym culture is just more hardcore. Like people, I feel like, and again, I'm not saying the majority of people who walk into the gym, but comparing European to American, I think more people in Europe go to the gym and they got a fucking goal hmm. and they're going to try to get to it and they're there to work. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure there's some people in Europe shaking their head like, oh, we got plenty of people that look the same for five years. Right. Again, I'm not saying everyone in your gym, but comparatively, I walk into a gym over there and train my ass off. You get looks, 
but a little bit less because there's a kid down the way doing the same thing. He might not be as big as you, but he's going after it. Very, very similarly. It's pretty rare. Um, you know this. If you just bounce into average gyms, it's pretty rare to see someone doing what you're doing. You know, it's, and I'm not talking about weight. I'm talking about intensity. Like they came there with a fucking mission. Right. Um, I see that every single time I go into a gym in Europe. Now, in fairness, mm. I'm very particular about what gyms I go to in Europe. Yeah, you're so like in Temple might, Gym. That might, have, <laughs> that might have something to do with it, in fairness, because I've definitely done my homework. Yeah. But, you know, I do feel like there are more people there that are just serious. I, I also feel like one thing I love about Europe, and some of you guys might like this, some not, I feel like people understand in Europe that if you pop off at the mouth, someone might still punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. feel like in the U.S., people just think you can say shit. I'm like, dude, I will punch you in the face. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, like so it's very interesting to me because over there, there's, I guess the word I would use is respect. Hmm. Like, people have that hardcore edge to them in a lot of things, and I enjoy it. You know, the, it feels very um, Northeast. Hmm. You know, they're just honest. Like, if you're a cunt, someone in Europe will go, you're being a cunt. They'll Europe. tell you. <laughs> wow. Cool. <laughs> I like it. That's my favorite thing. All right. We had, uh, let's see, who is this? Trap Bar Ted Lifts. Okay. He Ted says, lifts. Uh, I'm glad uh, Dusty is back to wearing his mutant hats. He was not a fan of the Georgia Bulldogs. He said the words nonsense. Nonsense. Yeah. nonsense. <laughs> Listen, Ted Lifts. I understand the mutants. <laughs> But to call it nonsense, it's a man's dream, red and black. All right, go ahead. Okay. Uh, he says, uh, great show again, fellas. I work out at home. I do miss the gym, but your gym etiquette conversation made me realize that I don't miss that. <laughs> no, no kidding. Question for the next show. Is there an artist or band that you don't get what all the hype is about? I feel like this, Ron, this would have been a wrong question. I feel like it's a waste of time to answer this with Ron. We need to revisit this with Ron. <laughs> All right. Um, but I will say that pretty much, so I have uh, two girls, they're 14 and 16, and I like all types of music. I love rap. I like hip hop. I like country music. I like everything. I was surprised you got into the country, by the way. Oh, I mean, I'm not anymore. Like it country was before I got here, actually. Oh, I was like okay. growing up. Yeah. yeah. But... Um, Rap now sucks. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. Like they play it for me. And I mean, like there's one he's called this guy's name is like little baby or little baby or something. Okay. Fucking awful. They're like, and, and the music doesn't have to mean anything as long as it rhymes. It's like awful waffle. If you, have you seen my sawful? I'm like, that's not even a word. That means nothing. <laughs> what is happening? Garbage. Yes. Yeah. So that's not the, the answer he's looking for. Ron will clean this up and give us a great answer. I apologize, but please don't listen to any rap that's current. It's shit. Oh, and we got a comment from Liam. Now, he's, this is over at Patreon. He DM'd me this. It was important. He said, please tell Ron and Dusty I had never seen someone sit sideways on the hammer strength chest press that I'm driving to the gym. I hear you guys mention it. <laughs> Uh, while listening to the podcast, I walk in the gym and I see somebody doing it. The most bizarre thing I've seen someone do on that machine. Well, that's one of those like, you know, don't think of a purple monkey. You all just did. You thought of a purple monkey. 
as soon as you it's like you ever notice when you buy a new car you're like i got a new uh honda civic then you realize you see honda civics everywhere yes all you over weren't noticing place. them before so you've seen that bullshit before you just had blocked the retardedness out i'm yeah. sorry you can't say that but anyways it's not literal relax <clears throat> i've been canceled now fuck I got another one. This, we'll have to revisit this one with Ron because I feel like oh. he. How do you say that word? This is. I love I, that he says this. Reese's. <laughs> so so, what does he say? Okay, I, I didn't want to say the word before you did because I want to hear how you said it. Oh, so, I would say Reese's for sure. I, I say, say Reese's too. Yeah, I say yeah. Reese's. What does he say? Reese's. Yeah, I think so. Reese's peanut butter cups. Reese's. The amount Reese's of people I hear call it Reese's is insane around here. Am I the only one with a brain? Send help. Where's Reed, Reed Parker probably from? Reed is the only one with a brain. It's the whole world, buddy. Why is he watching our show? You know? Because he's he's with some common folk <laughs> right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know? He's been sleeping. Just comes out half dead. Some of us are working for this. She says Reese's. Reese's? She does have it. It's like a little classier. It is. You're a classy hooker, dear. Um, (laughs) Yeah, see that? She came out with an opinion. Just fucking boom. Yeah. Well, Reed, apparently, Nikki has a brain also. Scott and I, dumber than rocks. Reese's. Peanut butter cups. You know what it is. It don't fucking matter. How do you eat it is the question. Do you put the hole in it? Do you eat around the edge? What do you do? I just freaking like a savage. Just take that. Just, whole it's thing. a one biter. Yeah. 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 There you go. Toss it back. Although this is like me sounding like an old guy now because I am. I feel like candies have shrunk. Like candy bars and stuff. They've gotten smaller over the years. But the price sure as fuck has. No, they're Holy a lot more. Shit. Yeah, I don't know if people more. can afford them now. I was at the grocery store the other day. You know, you stand there waiting in line for the moron who decided to pay with a check. Yeah. Oh, you know, they, they still, still make those, checks. huh? I had no yeah. idea. Uh, but anyways, I looked over and I saw that a king size Snickers is like two sixty. What? That's like that used to be like the the king size was like eighty nine cents back in the day. Yeah. Remember, because it was fifty for a normal, but you could yeah. double down. <laughs> For 89, it's like, you know, I'm feeling like being a big spender today. I'm going big. Yeah. No, I didn't even know that. That's ridiculous. Size went down. Price went up. Yeah. Thanks I think that's lot. all I'm I've got here. For everything. I did want to ask you, though. Now, this is this is an old dream you had. This is like back during the days of the pandemic. And you had said, I can't wait till I can just like have my own house. And I'm going to build a pole barn and have my own gym. I, I have that has that ship sailed. Are you are you no longer thinking about a home gym or what do you what do you got going on there? This is a tricky one. Um well because the the house I bought right now is not my house, first off. Okay. Um because it's in a neighborhood and I have no interest in being in the neighborhood. Oh. But the girls wanted to be in that neighborhood. So okay. we bought a house there to appease that situation and I'm looking for my dirt currently for the next house. Okay. I'd like to be I'd like to be in the new house within two years and this will become a rental. But um that's cool. No. Yeah, no, this is she's she's in college in like a year and a half. I'm out okay. there. And then okay. the young one's cool with that because she gets bigger room and all that shit. But anyways, um I don't know that I would open do my own gym that I couldn't make money off of now. Huh. It's very like back then, my thought was 
because I was in Arizona, I had enough people with enough money that we could literally say, okay, what does it cost to, to keep this thing open? Yeah. And everyone would pay, even if it was like 150 a month, everybody would be fine with it. 10 people, 15 people would have a key and that was it. Yeah. Um, there's not enough interest for that here. So if I was going to do one, it would have to be to make money. Okay. You know, so that's probably I don't know smart. that that's the biggest uh, desire anymore. You know, I mean, yeah, because what there are a few places like Ron has, like I would want to open a gym like his and those gyms don't make it everywhere. You know that. I mean, you, yeah. you guys are, you're lucky enough to have some up by you too, but I don't think the the average person that goes into my gym would know the difference. You're right. What makes this gym great and the gym with all the matching shit. They're like, ah, oh, this gym is nicer. It all matches. It's like, their shit sucks. Yeah. And they have towels, you know? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, the, the business mind meets what I would like to do and the business mind wins. Yeah. Because if I was going to open a gym, I'd open a Planet Fitness. And I'd hey, make a fortune. They make money, you know? <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it. People will laugh, but it's like, at the end of the day, why do you open business? Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd rather do that than open my dream and have to admit that it didn't work and close it. Yeah. Those like hardcore gyms, there are a few people, you know, that, that want to, that that's what they want. The people who do want it, it's a real special place is really unique and we do have i guess detroit has a bunch of them now that i think about you guys slay it yeah you guys have a ton but i think the other thing is that people don't realize and i've seen this firsthand is everyone's like you gotta open a gym i'd come yeah and then someone opens a gym and then they (laughs) ah you're 25 minutes from my house this one's 10 like everyone's ready to support you until it actually means putting money in their in your hand and coming to your gym. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. Like, I hate to say it, but, you know, I was having some conversations about the Arnold getting rid of some divisions. Yeah. And what people don't understand is, trust me, no one at the Arnold says, I don't like figure. Right. What they're saying is, this is hemorrhaging money. So all of you people who say, I can't believe that they are getting rid of figure. Let me ask you this. Were you going to fly to Columbus to watch the figure show? Right. Were you going to get tickets to go to the figure show? No, you weren't. Most of you weren't. You were going to watch from home because you like figure, but that doesn't help pay for it. Yeah. And that's what people miss. It's like, you know, I've seen it. You know, people, you open up a place and they're like, oh, I can't wait to open. And then they find out there is a place that's not quite as good, but it's 10 minutes away from my house. It's more convenient. Right. Or they have childcare or whatever it is. It's like you have to factor in that that's just how it works. I mean, our, our friend opened a, a, a cigar lounge and it's four times the distance from our house as the one we used to go to. Okay. We have not been back to the original one since he opened. Okay. That's where I'd go because that's, that's, if you want to support people, you support them by taking your wallet out. Yeah. Yeah. You really you know, do. You know, you know, click and like isn't enough. Although that said, business to survive. We do appreciate the likes. <laughs> In the comments. In our business. Well, that is our business, though. Yeah. That's the difference. It's like if you support, you know, it's just bodybuilding, that comment is your wallet. Yeah. Yeah. It is helpful. That question that feeds the next show. I love when people say, thanks for asking my answering my question. I'm like, thanks for asking the question. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like that gave us the topic, you know, but it is important. I think people should realize that because everyone wants these things. 
but they they don't realize that if you really want them then you you have to help them make it possible yeah it's the same thing with sponsored athletes can you sponsor me sure how much money can you make me mm, yeah well no i just want you to give me some free shit well so does my kids yeah <laughs> yeah when i you know if i go to a gym like around here and i'm just dropping in um i still want to pay honestly like i'll i want to pay like a day pass or somehow because a lot of times i'll know the people and they'll be like oh hey what's up man come on in get a workout in and i still will like pay for something because i want to you know that's how i can support it me just going there and being present like that's you know that's That's the thing is you have to factor that into it even if you are if you are let's say that you're an influencer and they value you being there and don't want you to pay then pay yeah in some way out the gym you were in the gym you trained the gym talk about it like yeah there you make go. sure people know like that that is payment that's okay yeah. you know what i mean but it's important that you do it because i think I'll, i think a lot of times it gets forgotten yeah you head into the gym it's like thanks for letting me train for free and you have a great workout it's like did you make sure when you post that video you said where you were right did you did you thank dave and sandy for you know their hospitality no you didn't well yeah. you didn't do your job then you didn't pay so go back to the front desk give them their 20 bucks yeah. I've noticed that you know. about you, Dusty. You're really good in everything you do as far as making sure that you you say thank you to everybody that you work with. Well, the thing is, is if you, you know, I, I pride myself in working with people who are awesome, yeah. that do great work. And when they do, then they've, you know, then, then I owe in return, you know, because most of these people, they go above and beyond. And I think that that's the other key is everyone's willing to write a review when it sucks. Yeah, right, right. But how many times do you, I mean, like, seriously, like how many times do you know of people who get home from the restaurant? Like, that server was awesome. You know what? I'm going to go to Google. Right. I'm talk about Samantha's service and how good the food was at the restaurant. Very few. But you bet your ass if Samantha sucked and the service was shit, they're, they're in their car. Oh, typing quickly. Typing that shit up. Quickly. You know? Yeah. It's like. If you're going to be on one end, you should be on the other, you know? So I do. I think it's it's really key. And, and you know, that's that's how we all survive. I mean, how do most of your clients get to you? Because yeah, someone that you already work with said, Scott is fucking awesome. Yeah, word of mouth for sure. You know? So, yeah, we, we all survive in the same way. I think some of us forget. All right. Well, I don't have anything else for us here, Dusty. I don't know if you've cool. got anything you want to do or if we're, we're good. Wow, I feel like we we're good. We are solid, man. We, we slayed that. That was good. Ron, we still missed you. We were yeah. hostless. We were a little lost, a little confused without you. We had no letting. It was like an arrested code. Oh yeah, I would so say arrested cool. development question, like specifically for Ron. You know when yeah, somebody's like reaching out to Ron and they're like, "Hey, I've got this little niche arrested development question. You're going to be the only one that niche gets it." Anything is yeah. definitely for Ron. <laughs> <laughs> niche. All right, guys. Sorry. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, don't forget. Like, share, comment, subscribe, and ring the bell. Look at that. We switched. <laughs> I, and I did them in the wrong order and everything. It was a mess. It's good. Anyways, uh, thanks again for watching. And remember, questions below for the next episode. Till next yes. time, it's just bodybuilding.